0: Welcome to the Beautiful Life Podcast. This message is by Debbie Desmond. Let's pray. Father God, we just thank you for each other. We thank you for the joy of being in fellowship with you and with one another. and Just the strength that we find as we come together and celebrate you. We just ask that you would come now and give us a spirit of wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of you. Fill our hearts with your word. Give us ears to hear this morning what your spirit is saying to us mm. particularly. Intimately speak to us. And Father, we just thank you that you're here and we welcome your presence and what you're doing in our midst. Father, we, just, we don't want to just hear words, but you, a person, is the word and we can have and experience your word and your person and your power going through us, with us. We just thank you, Father. Your word is living and active, and we thank you for what it will accomplish now. In Jesus' name, amen. 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 So, um, I'm just, I wanted to start, something I particularly wanted to share, um, but I wanted to just start, because a lot of people are fresh back, just a recap of, Briefly, the last two weeks where we've just been looking at this new year. And um, if you want to hear more, you can go and listen to the podcast. But we really felt um, for this year just the blessing of God being poured out, that we're going to experience the blessing of God being poured out. But the picture um, that we had was, you know, I, I had some pictures on um, sent me from friends who were visiting places that were having their summer rains and it had been very dry and the rivers were coming down. And the river, I mean, it was, it was flooding down and everyone was rejoicing with the, but it, it was that brown water that was coming down because it had churned up everything. It was, it was quite, the, the rivers had burst their banks, there was turmoil going over the rocks. Every, you know, everything was, you know, like, it was a, like, you know, a summer flood um, coming down the river. And, and we're just feeling like that the new year is bringing a flood of God's blessing, but inside of that, there is there will be turmoil. There will be you know we're we're in a in a sea. It's, it's not just you know. Nigel had a dream, and when I shared what I was feeling, Nigel had a dream of he saw the storm coming. He was like, is this good or is this bad? You know. But with a storm, it doesn't necessarily have to be bad, but it can be quite scary, you know, because there's a lot of stuff going on. Um, and, um, but you feel like the blessing of God is coming, and that brings us back to the week before when you start sharing about Joseph um, hosting, Joseph, uh, the, the, the earthly father of Jesus, hosting God's presence here on earth. And when the blessing of Jesus that God with us came to the earth at the same time. That was the greatest blessing for Israel, right? The the long-awaited Messiah, God with us, this amazing promise of God being delivered and manifest in Israel at that time. What was happening in Israel at that time? They they were having one of the most um, tumultuous, is that the word, times, in, uh, um, in, that, in that time, they were being incredibly oppressed by the Roman government. And I just think of um, Joseph, um, you know, and the people of that time. I mean, I, I think of how it would work at this time. You know, here this baby comes and Herod hears of it and wants to wipe out the baby. So all the children under the age of two in Bethlehem, completely just wiped out and massacred. Now, in our dead age, can you imagine in our, if, if in some town in our, the government just came in and just wiped out all the children under the age of two? That would be incredibly traumatic. Incredibly traumatic. Not to mention, you know, the other towns would be thinking like, when is it our turn, you know? The fear and the oppression in the country was enormous at the time. But yet it was the same time when there was this amazing outpouring of God and what he was doing. And and for Joseph, there was a whole lot of cost to pay and that was in a night of message on actually on Christmas Day. The cost of just his reputation taking on this, this pregnant woman who he had nothing to do with the pregnancy. And then... He also had to leave his his the comforts of his heart to go somewhere else, all in order to protect the presence of God and the blessing of God that he was pouring out. And so in the midst of it, I really, we're excited about this year because we believe that it's going to be an incredible year of blessing. However, there is, and we have to be aware of this because if we don't, we take it off guard. That, It is in the midst, it will be in the midst of quite a uh, a bit of turmoil, quite a bit of challenge. But the question is, where are you keeping your eyes? You know, that river coming down, are you going to keep it on the blessing? Or are you going to be wrapped up in, in the turmoil that's all around it, right? And so I feel like this year, we have to really be strategic in how we approach it. And we need to keep our eyes on God, just like Joseph. The amazing thing that I find about Joseph is that he heard God and immediately obeyed. There was no question. And I feel like that is the key for us this year, is to be attentive and hearing God. Because as we do that, we are going to receive His blessing. Um, and, you know, I look at um, the Ark of the Covenants in the Old Testament, it was amazing. Um, if you remember, um, the Ark of the Covenant was stolen, um, taken into Philistine territory, put into the, the the temple of their gods. That the gods fell down every time it came down, and then God struck out in the, because the presence was there on the people, and the people started having not great. So to um, so Eventually, they sent the ark out um, of the country. They don't want to have anything to do with the ark of the covenant because of the havoc that it had, um, um, created. David then decides he wants to bring the ark um, to to his home, and you know, obviously, set up um, a a place and a home house for God. And he starts bringing it, and one. Someone stumbles and it looks like the ark's gonna fall for one of the priests puts his hands out and he's not supposed to do that and he dies, okay? And he's struck down everyone now fear of the God and they just leave the Ark of the Covenant there. With some guy, probably on the side of the one of the priests on the side of the room, they'll just leave the Ark of the Covenant yeah, because nobody wants to touch it because listen, there are some serious the the fact of the matter is where God's presence is. His name, Obed, uh, Obed Edom's house. It's, this is what the Bible says. Um, David said, "The Lord blessed him and his entire household." So everyone was seeing like, "Oh my goodness!" Every you know, where the where this ark is, the place is blessed. So David said, like, "No, we have to get this ark back." You know, we, because we The whole of Israel to experience this blessing. So they went and they took the, and they, they first, first David went and asked, how do we transport this? So that they, they were attentive to how to um, host God's presence. Because if they didn't, there, there's, there's potential dangers in, involved in it, you know? Because I want to tell you, wherever the presence of God is poured out, there is turmoil. Good or bad if you're not listening to God and obeying Him. Yeah. So, if we want to receive the pure and wonderful blessing of God, we need to be attentive to Him and hearing His voice, hearing His Word, and be adjusting our lives as we go this year, um, being conscious and, and hosting God's, um, God's presence. So this, you know, I was... Uh, in the midst of all of this, God was just speaking to me, and this is my message for today, yeah. really, is that in the midst of this, this tem- there's this temptation to be afraid of uh, um, of the stuff that surrounds, the stuff, the, the turmoil, the, the threats, shall we put it that way, that are in our lives. There's a temptation for that. But you know what I was reading? Um um, a passage, it's by a a great theologian his name's Chilton this last um, while and he was speaking about um, how we view time and I just wanted to share this with you because I just found it so encouraging to listen to it again, Um, I've read it before and you know generally the way we see time is sort of more on a chronological succession cause and effect if you want to put it this way so this happens and therefore because this happens that happens and because that happens that happens it's sort of like has a domino effect Um, and and there is truth to that but it's not the whole truth because just that is if you just have that view of time it's more evolutionary and it's not biblical so what is the biblical um, idea of um, how to view time and you know it's there is obviously some degree of, um, you know, the past causing the future, but actually, the future actually causes the past. And I'm going to explain that. Um, the, a scripture verse that we can see that that illustrates this is that you know Jesus is up, is called the the shoot of Jesse. Okay, so it's something coming out. The root of Jesse. Of Jesse. No, he's it also called the shoot or the branch, okay? But another place in the Bible, it calls him the root of Jesse, okay? So there's these two things. Well, is he the shoot or is he the root? You know, and, and how does that make sense? How can Jesus be the root of um, Jesse? And the reason is because with God, the movement of time is from eternity, The view of time is from the perspective of eternity. We feel in, we mainly view our lives in this sort of, from when we were small, that was our past, going on into the future with this domino effect. But actually God views um, your life all at once from the perspective of eternity. And to think about it this way, you see, God created time. It's a creation of God. So it's not like God's in time and moving with it. God actually is outside of time. He created it, okay? And, um, and it's actually predestined, if you think about it that way. And it's, it's, it's beginning and end are already established. So rather than developing past to present to future, it unfolds future to present to past. And the way um, this is sort of easily explained is like this. If... I think, hmm, you know what? In three days time I plan with a friend, you know what, we're gonna go to Kirstenbosch for a picnic. So because I'm choosing to go for a picnic in three days time, what am I gonna do? I'm gonna actually do things now. I'm actually gonna go to the shop today and you know I might find a friend and invite them to come with. And then the day before I'm gonna pack my boots and I'm gonna fill up my car and you know and, and then If I go to the picnic. Now, all these things didn't cause the picnic, although obviously the picnic was the end result. Actually, me planning the picnic caused the past. So, the future actually caused the past. Can you understand that? Does that make sense to you? So, in the same way, you see, (laughs) Jesus was planned by God. And as a result of what Jesus, who is the pinnacle of all history, because what Jesus, God planned through Jesus, he arranged everything beforehand to culminate in that. And obviously, it is. so the interesting thing is, it's like, you know, scriptures come to mind. That's why, I put it, let me just um, go back. That's why Jesus is the root of Jesse, because Jesus was the center and the plan of God. And therefore... He organized all his ancestors all the way back to Jesse. Do you understand what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And all beforehand. That's why we can have scriptures like Ephesians that says He um, chose you in Him before the creation of the earth, because He already decided it before He created the before He created time, before He created your time, la- your, your time life. Okay. That's why in, um, you know, you can think, um, I, I love to think about um, Revelation 21, the new earth and the new heavens and everything, and think, this is a really pain by God. The, the, um, I, I was reading, um, after having, you know, been thinking about this, I was reading, again, the story um, of Jesus coming to earth. And I was thinking, you know, I, I, I was reading Matthew 2, where it says, um, you know, God um, told Joseph, move um, Jesus and your whole family to Egypt um, to protect, obviously to protect Jesus. So Joseph moved, I think it was for two years, to Egypt while the Herod wiped out all the children in Bethlehem. And then he, then God said, okay, you can come back. And then after it says, okay, you can come, God said, and Joseph moves back. This was the verse. He said, and this was to fulfill what was spoken of Jesus in, I think it was in Hosea. It says, out of Egypt I will bring my son. So my book, like, okay, let me just, before I make my conclusion, let me just say this. And then, if you remember, when Jesus was born, why was he born in Bethlehem? Because they had a huge census, Roman had a huge, Roman, Rome had a huge census, and they had to all go to um, Bethlehem, and that's why Jesus happened to be born there, right? But when um, Herod asked the high priest at the time, "Where's the um, Messiah and Lord, uh, going to be born?" He, they quoted and told him, "He's going to be born in Bethlehem." Where did they get that from? They got it from where? Because God had said it way back. Just like he said way back to the prophets in the Old Testament that Jesus would come out of Egypt. Just like Jesus was going to be born in Bethlehem. God had already said it. And so for me, I was looking at this and thinking like, in all, when Jesus came, this amazing miracle, God with us. And then there was all this turmoil in Rome. And like the threats of Jesus' life, etc., it wasn't like, you know, if we had a cause and effect idea of history, we'd be like, okay, God, they have to come up with a plan. You know, things are going out of hand. The Roman government, oh my goodness, Jesus. And Jesus said, God is Says, all the days, um, how does it go? All the days, um, all my days were written in your book before I was even born. It's written out, guys. It's all there. You can just be with Jesus, you know. Hear his voice. Move with him because he knows the plan. He's got it. He's got it all worked out. He is sovereign. And we can rest in Him. We can rest that He has worked it all out. And we can be secure in His sovereignty. So, you know, I think of Psalm 2. <laughs> and this is another lovely picture of it. It, said, you know, it talks about the nations raging. I mean, I feel like the nations are raging against one another. And, you know, and, the, 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 you know, and it says, and God looks down and He laughs. God's sovereign. And even in the turmoil, even in all the things that are going on, it's not like he doesn't feel the grief of what's going on, because he, he does. But he, he, is not, he doesn't not know that. He doesn't I'm um, panicking because, oh, suddenly you need to be saved. He knows already. And he's got, you know, Jesus, before he even came, he knew what, you know, he, he had the plan. He's had the plan of salvation. He's got the plan for your life. And he's got you in it. Amen. Amen. So um, I want to end with, um, that's my main message, but I want to end with this and I, and I want us to, to do this in our groups. Um, I just feel like going into the new year is a time, I, I, I felt for this year, is to be aware of stewarding um, his present and the life that he's given us, stewarding it well. Obviously that, I want you to just say I'm not going to speak on it, but that starts with thanksgiving, right? Um, but if you remember um, a while back, I spoke about um, time being a gift. So this year is a gift. So we start out with thanksgiving. And then the next question is: is, what is this gift for? That's to ask God, what what is this year for? I mean, because sometimes we can go into the year uh, thinking, um, just go- cutting on, you know, just going on, just going on with what we're I'm throwing out the offering yeah. yeah. <laughs> so awesome. you yeah. yeah, just you yeah, know, just um, you just carry on with life in normal. Well, well, have you asked the Lord? Because that's what you want Him to do—to to be attentive to him. Like, thank you Lord for this year. Thank you for a new year. And, and, and what, what are you emphasizing? What have you given me this year? What's in my hand? What's your emphasis? Because we are stewarding the presence of God in and on our lives. And, um, and when, when, as soon as the word stewarding comes into it, you know, um, I always think of Boundaries. And I've spoken on boundaries before, but boundaries for me is, and as soon as I think of boundaries, I think of what's valuable. Um, You know, to put boundaries around what's valuable in our lives. I I heard someone, just a a brief sort of one-liner of a friend of mine on Facebook. And they were saying, um, you know, the secret to life um, or living life successfully, is not, I'm going to say, I'm going to elaborate on this, it's not self-help formulas, balance, organize your life better, etc., etc., to, to have a successful, you know, new year life, etc., but it's actually priorities. And what priorities are for me is values. And I, I, I really believe, I mean, I just felt that, I just felt that slip into my heart is the most important thing to live your life successfully in God's purposes is what you value. What do you prioritize? What are you going to prioritize this year? And that starts with our question. You've given me this this, this whole new year, Lord. You've given me this time, this blessed life you've given me. What are you valuing? What is of value to you this year? What is, what do, what do I, and when you see what's valuable, whatever's valuable, you put boundaries around it. Right? Mm-hmm. So the important thing is that as soon as you recognize something as valuable, you're going to automatically put boundaries around it. That's what's going to make your life successful because you're going to keep the main thing, the main thing for your year, okay? Um, so, in other words, what is your yes this year? What are you saying yes to? Not what are you saying no to? I mean, I feel as like though, you know, for me, if I'm thinking of, you know, lots of people think about, oh, I need to be more disciplined this year, and they immediately start thinking of their nose. But guys, you know what, I mean, I don't know about do, but I've tried that so many times, you know, to, to, to get the nose out. No, if you want to get the nose out of the way, find your yes, and focus on your yes, what's valuable to you, and if you focus on your yes, your nose won't have room. You understand what I'm saying? So what is what is your yes? What is... I remember, I went. I once went to this conference of a new homeschool mom, and I, I've been, well, maybe I've been homeschooling for uh, one or two, three years. I went to this conference, and this lady, of, of the whole day, she said one thing that changed my entire year, and possibly a large portion of my life. She said, she, said, she started off, just speaking to the mothers, and she said, if you had to change one thing, just one thing that would make the most impact on your life, what would it be? Write it down. And I thought about it and for me at that time in my life, because like I said, it's you know, find the time and what's the important thing at the time. But in my life at that time. So you know, I used to get up for school and then you know once I'd got it myself already, I just you know it was getting on in time so I quickly get the kids doing their school, etc etc. And then you know, I am obviously wanting to have my time with the Lord, so then I try and put my time with the Lord, you know, sometime in the afternoon and in the evening. And I, I I did manage to get to it, but how I got to it and how it worked for my whole life it, it was it was not working out for me. I you know, it was just that it wasn't me. It wasn't it didn't help it wasn't helping, it wasn't having the effect. So I just Right then, I, I thought, if anything's going to change my, life, I know the things that's going to make the most impact in my life is if I start my day with my time with, with the Lord, um, because you know some people are morning people, some people are evening people, you know. So, and I realized like, you no, know, then I'm going to have to push the kids, and then this, and I just thought of all the complications of what that would do to my, and um. And I was just like, yeah, you know, that's just not the right thing for me. But I thought, you know, but I know that if I do it, it's going to have the most impact in my life. So I did it. Even although it went against the grain of, you know, how it, the effect on life, I, I did that. I told you it made the most amazing impact in my life. And so when we got back, I, well, let me just, I'm not, actually I'm going to put some music on. And I want you to think, what is the one There'll be other things too, obviously. But the one thing that you know, if you said this is the most valuable thing, this is something that God's highlighting me, how am I going to put boundaries around it? And I want to encourage you inside of that is you must know yourself. Don't try and make things to work for some other person's life, okay? Because it's not going to work for you. You have to not only find that one thing, but find out how... God wants to work it in your life because you're different from someone else. Okay, I get it. it not everyone works the same. Yeah. So you know, for me, um, I, I I thought, well, this is how it should, you know, my mental. This is how it should work. But for me, it doesn't. So you know, the way I have my quiet time, I just thought, now this is the, this is the way to. I go to Nigel and say, my- this is the way. He has another way of doing it, and he tries my way, and he's like. <laughs> it's like, this not does quite. not work for me <laughs> this does not work for me because here's a different way of doing it we all have, some people are morning people some. so if I had to say like for me, I thought well one of my solutions is like, well I could get up at fine coffee and have my coffee and then I could still have a first thing in the morning But I realized that that is not going to work for me. I'm not going to be able to get up at five o'clock in the morning. What I'm going to do is I'm going to be saying the next morning. Well, I should maybe get up earlier and whatever. It didn't work for me. So I had to shuffle my things around for something that would work for me, my personality, my day, my circumstances. So this is also not only hearing what God's saying to you to prioritize, but also how is it going to work out in your life, in your circumstances, okay? So we're going to spend a little time now, but I would really encourage you, and i just say this number for maybe this week, if you have the time, to go and say, you know, in this thing I'm saying, Lord, thank you for this year. And then start finding your priorities. The things that you feel God is saying, these are valuable, and it's valuable enough to put boundaries around. In, in other words, when you have a value, you prioritize it. When you prioritize something, you give it time, you give it space, you give it, you give it your calculated energy to make it happen, okay? So go and think about it. Think specifically, you know, maybe you want to say, what relationships are value to, valuable to me, and I need to prioritize this year. Um, what's, what? What? I, I, I was thinking about this. What atmosphere am I prioritizing? Like, I'm i I'm, I'm wanting to have, I want to in my life to um, joy, to 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 be part of my life. Well, what are you going to do? Like, if you're gonna if you're gonna value joy, then you're gonna prioritize it. And what you're gonna do? How are you gonna cultivate it? Put it this way. If, if you got a, if this is the garden of your life, and God's, and you say, okay, God, what are we planting? What are we planting this year? I'm finding joy. Well, then, what does that look like in your life? And then, um, you know, even for your, uh, from your body, your physical, um, whether it be your circumstances, um, you know, maybe it's for someone to. It could be finding a beautiful place, making a beautiful place in your home, or just a beautiful spot in your home because that sort of feeds you or whatever. Maybe it's you know eating healthy. Maybe it's what's God prioritizing in your in your life. And that you know, choose these areas and just put them in so that you can actually say okay, because that's going to make you successful when you when you see the value of something, not just because you. Suddenly organising your life to be more successful. The thing that's going to make you successful is when you value what God values in your life and you prioritise it. Amen. I always... hope you have enjoyed this message from Debbie Desmond. For more information, please visit nigeldebbie.org.